Sky, can you hear me? Yes. All right. So good morning. Good morning. Good to see you, Ryan. <laughs> good to see you as well. So I just want to start off maybe by giving uh, the audience some background. So I'm on the phone now with uh, Sky Nelson Isaacs um, with his book, Living in Flow, which came out last year. I actually I, I found your book at uh, Logan Airport. So we'll get oh, into it in great. a little while as to uh, <laughs> maybe where everyone can find your book. But um, I found it in Logan. It's one of my favorite books I've ever read. Um, I've been reading for a few years now. So it's it's in the top five out of about 70 books I've ever read. That's amazing. Um, we'll get into some of the reasons maybe why I love it and why I find it very relatable for a lot of people. Um, I think it could have a tremendous impact on people. Um, so I really appreciate you taking some time this morning to talk to me and therefore uh, communicate with our audience. Thanks, Ryan. There's hardly anything more gratifying than to hear that. So I appreciate that it's had an impact on you very much. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, I can only imagine uh, the perspective you were in as you were writing the book and then hoping people like myself and thousands of others had the opportunity to um, to read it and connect with it. Yeah, that's uh, well, I, I sat on the book for about six years. And uh, since I first got the idea to write a book and started started composing my ideas down and wrote the book, wrote the first draft in like three months, but then I edited it and sat on it for like six years until my own process of flow brought me to the point of um, recognizing that once I really stepped forward to find a publisher and believe in the path that the book could have, the opportunities would start to unfold. But it's like there's this, thre this threshold that we have to get past of effort that, that we put in or of commitment that we put in before those opportunities really come about. Sure. So we can, you know, we were talking a few minutes before I started recording, but uh, I know we can dive pretty deep into this. Um, I feel a lot of uh, purpose and everything and meaning in what you communicate. But just to start off, maybe I'll just share. So this is the this is the book cover. Um, it's living in flow, the science of synchronicity and how your choices shape your world by, like I said, Sky Nelson Isaacs, who's on the phone today. So I think maybe just to start, um, Sky, you know, as a, as a fan of yours and your teachings here, um, you know, I obviously did a little research myself. I noticed that not only are you an author, but you're also a physicist, a musician, I just realized you play both the guitar, the piano, and maybe other instruments. Um, maybe you could tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I've been playing music since I was a kid. That's kind of how I most <laughs> identify. And I have a new album coming out starting in the next three weeks. So I got, I'm going to be dropping some singles and uh, then the final album in June. Very and cool. The music I write is really related to the same things I write about in the book. Um, just a different, different form of uh, waking up an exploration of who I am and in, in a way that I think is more than just my own angst about the world, but mm -hmm. what, what do I think we're actually really here to learn? Yeah. And that's been my exploration since I was little. I got exposed to a lot of spiritual traditions as a kid, not just one, and um, saw that there's this underlying quest to figure out who we are and what we're doing here. And my dad was a scientist and that kind of brain, and so I, I got into science also, which is kind of a more... Um, intellectual way of looking at the world and uh, saw that these were really the same quest, the journey to like figure out 
what life is about and, and why are we making the choices we make in the world? And is there some underlying purpose to what we're doing other than just happiness in the moment? Or is that the purpose? Sure. And so I saw synchronicity at one point as the connecting point between these worlds, like my quest to figure out what's going to make me happy in life and what is the physical world. Um, when a synchronicity happens, like I'll tell you a brief one. Yeah. I was playing music for an event recently. Uh, it was maybe six months ago. And I play for this community around the country. And I, I went to this one event and I decided in the event to share my book, just let them know that I had, had written this book. And I held up the book and showed them. And I don't always do that because it makes me a little bit nervous to, to promote it like that. But I, I did a good job in that moment. And afterwards, it paid off because one of the people in the audience came up to me and said, you know, I think I actually designed the cover of your book. <laughs> so I, I, I bumped into the guy who made that beautiful image that you just showed, who everybody comments that that image is great. And I bumped into him by accident at a musical gig that I had face to face. No way. And, that, and that's all because you had the confidence to uh, promote a little bit or to yeah. at least communicate yeah, you know, communicate. what it is you were working on. And, and so um, I see the world from a synchronicity and flow perspective as a training ground, a place where we're learning how to um, navigate our fears and our other things that hold us back from living the life we want to live. And so the message of the book is to show us, show myself and the audience ways to recognize that journey, that struggle to become who we want to be and tools to dive into that. You know, it's not like there's an end result. I'm just going to achieve everything. It's a, it's a process that we got to get into. And the process is living fully. And what's beautiful about flow is that it's not like there's a prescription for it. You can't just sure. say, I'm going to live forever. You know, I'm going to be really promotional about my book. Well, sometimes there's times to be really receptive to other people and not promoting the book and be very yeah. downscale. So it's about getting into relationship with life and finding what's needed at the right, at, at each moment and not prescriptive. And this applies to so many things going on in the world right now. The more we can be in relationship to life and to each other, the less uh, conflict we're going to have from the prescriptions that we have in our heads. Sure. It almost seems to me like um, when you have a certain feeling, you know, you kind of take action on that feeling. And maybe in the meantime, you also have a subconscious or conscious where in some way it's aligning with your purpose subconsciously. But you're also having the confidence to say, you know, uh, you know, like this is the feeling I have. And because I'm feeling this right now in the moment, I'm going to take action on it. And therefore, I'm not going to live with regret. Um, yeah. One of the things I love is that, you know, it's it's not for like, I feel like the message you're sharing isn't for people who necessarily want to ultimately be positive every day or right. want to ultimately be negative every day. Right. It's it's somewhere it's somewhere more just about living with a with a purpose and not living, not saying like, oh, my purpose is to be a tremendous father, so I want to get there tomorrow. But it's just living out every day with a purpose and recognizing that every choice you make is meaningful in some way. Right. And, and you can get into the science as to the, the cosmos uh, and the different energies that are that make up the scientific world. But at a at a very basic level. It's 
talking about how your choices are meaningful. And, um, yeah. And, and, you know, one thing we talked about, and then I'll get off my rant, but one thing we talked about before this call was, um, you know, you're, you're in these situations where every day your mind is kind of telling you different things. And a lot of those things that your mind tells you are out of fear. Right. And so it's just, uh, it's kind of like recognizing that, um, and, and maybe being able to overcome that just by recognizing that your life is meaningful and your choices are meaningful. Yeah. So I, I see life experience as this great teacher. And this is something that's in a lot of spiritual traditions. But the things that happen to us, rather than seeing them as obstacles to where we want to go, in this other perspective, the model that I use in the book is a tree of all of the possible branches we could take in our life. And on that tree, there are apples growing. And the apples grow on the branches that align with the choices we're making. So yeah. at any point, we're defining where the apples are on the tree by the choices that we make, by sure. whether we, we leave our job or don't leave our job in order to pursue a passion, or whether we commit to a project or don't commit to a project, or, or a person, commit to a person in our life or not. You know, yeah. Every day we're making these choices, and they influence where the apples are. And those apples that represent future outcomes and experiences – they act back on us and, and bring us uh, – they fill in the path for us to get there. Yeah. So, so that filling in the path is those opportunities that wouldn't have come otherwise that allow us to get there. Sure. So I, I resonate I resonate with this a ton. I've also generally been a more positive person in life where I see an, uh, an experience as an opportunity and then I have faith that guides me through that opportunity mm-hmm. and to take action on it. Um. What are, but I do things like I meditate, you know, I've always been a pretty positive person. What are some of the things that you do maybe that help shape your perspective outside well, of, I th- yeah. I think it's beautiful when you, when you pointed out that it's not about uh, taking a positive attitude in the world. <clears throat> what I really emphasize and think is really crucial and for me is I want to really understand who I am, not just whitewash it with like a, a layer of this is how I'm supposed to be. What is that word supposed to about? Um, <laughs> and what is really happening in, in my life is a whole spectrum of emotions. And I don't want to shut out some of those emotions because I think that they're the ones I'm supposed to get away from. And so flow is about how do we transcend the worry about whether we're doing it right and dive into the experience. And get something from it and pull that out of the experience so that we grow. Sure. Yeah, it's it's of it's of doing. And from doing you will grow. Yeah, and and being willing to suffer to an extent. Being willing to experience life really for what it is and the beauty of it without necessarily the agenda that we that we usually carry forward into it. Yeah. And so in terms of practice, you asked me about what I do for practice and I've I've meditated a lot over the years. Uh, in a sort of a Buddhist Taoist meditation process, uh, practice. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say that's the, the only way to think about, like right now my meditation practice is really about how I show up emotionally, like in my family, how I, how I'm able to navigate the reactions that I have in the world. Sure. And so it's a really active practice and how I, um, how I respond when I'm really under stress and being able to watch myself go through that process. Sure. So the process I share in the book called the Lorax starts with listening to life. And that's really meditation, right? Listening and opening our minds 
that's the O, and then reflecting. And then the process includes releasing any attachments you might have and then yeah. acting from there and not giving up, X. Then but repeating, a lot of, right? Repeating the process, right? Yeah. Not giving up ever. You know, realizing that this is a cycle that you're on and the more you just continue to dive in, you know, that, that involves <clears throat> grieving, it involves missed opportunities and mistakes, and and that is so central to the message of the book that that's where the real um, gold lies when we can start to work with our mistakes and our negative self-talk in order to stay on that path and just keep getting up in the morning and, and doing what it is that we want to do with our lives. And you feel it, and it's okay. You, you know, you, you feel that emotion. It could be a very negative emotion, but when you're feeling it, you're recognizing like I'm okay. Yeah, you know, like every, everything is all right. Yeah, um, and it, it really, really comes down to what we choose to do next. Exactly. You know, we yeah. Feel an emotion. We want to react to it, and then we can have whatever thought process we have that's around it that's necessary. But ultimately, it comes down to whether I yell at this person or whether I give up on this project I wanted to do. You know. Sure. It's about choice and action. Yeah, which I have found that meditation does help me very much with my uh, reactions. Yes, totally. Helps That's me process them, settle down mentally. Actually, yeah, it's funny. You get to a point where I don't even think you need to settle. It's like you're subconsciously settling. Right, totally. And, and you're just not reacting. Totally, yeah. And, and I, I want to be encouraging that I don't think it's – the, the, the challenges change constantly. At first, when we start a, a practice like meditation or something like that, it, there's certain things that are hard about sitting still or focusing. And later, it becomes that becomes natural. And um, for me, in the past few years, it's really been about understanding the messages that, that I grew up with, that I internalized, that are guiding my choices. And those messages, like they just they just form my choices automatically, and it's very hard to pull out of them. Sure, but, but I I can gradually sort of understand why. What am I telling myself about life right now and about about myself, and how do I choose a different message? Yeah, meditation helps tweak it, helps yeah. tweak it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I would literally refer. The cool thing about your book is I would refer this to anybody at any stage nice. of life, um, because it's you know people ask me about book recommendations all the time. And it's tough to say because everybody's a little bit different. They're experiencing something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, different authors kind of communicate differently. Some are uh, very, like, motivational. Yeah. Others are more inspirational. Um, you don't really know the challenges that everyone's having. But this book is just a fundamental core aspect of being. Mm. And it's not overly – it's not motivational, it's just saying these are your actions, these are your choices, your choices carry meaning and help you be able to recognize that. Um, it goes a lot deeper than that, obviously, but it's something that I think everyone can relate to in some way. And, and, and well, that's, uh, that's, really, that's really gratifying because uh, I think, if, you know, for me, uh, one of my practices is being able to connect better with people, like to share what I'm feeling in a way that doesn't shut myself off and doesn't shut other people out. Yeah. And that's, I'm writing a new book actually. And it really focuses a lot on connection and how we, and how we go from being isolated in, in ways in our life and seeing ourselves as part of something bigger. Sure. And so that's a journey for me. And, and I think 
the more that I've learned how to, you know, share myself authentically, which is like a whole chapter in the book, really. <laughs> share which myself probably doesn't come naturally. No, it's, it's, um, it, well, it comes so naturally that I've covered it up by years of, you know, messages in my head about what's going to be approved of and safe. And so it's like rediscovering just my natural sure. behavior. But when you, when you were young, were you the type of kid who was naturally outgoing or were you more, uh, to yourself, a little more reserved? Uh, I, I just kind of, kind of qualities of both, I would say. Yeah. Um, I, I spent a lot of time alone as a kid, but I was pretty, a pretty happy kid. I had a pretty positive disposition. Sure. But I, I also learned to cover that up at some point, you know, and, and play it careful and make sure I understood what people wanted from me. And that's <laughs> yeah. a lot of what I've had to uncover in order to write uh, really authentically and, and try and connect with people. Yeah. It's almost to me, it's like uh, different age ranges, you know. So I'm 28 when I was in my early 20s. I felt like I could say anything I wanted to anybody. Mm-hmm. Pot, you know, it was all uh, in good nature and good spirit. But man, I just felt like I should unleash my opinion on people. And, and as a, the last couple of years, it was more the other way, you know, like, uh, I was growing within my company. I was working with executives all the time. And it was like, well, maybe I should be a little more reserved in how I communicate what I communicate. And now my own business owner, I'm just thinking to myself, like, now I'm back, the pendulum's swinging a little bit. So, uh, ultimately I, I appreciate people who, just are able to communicate their beliefs because hopefully we'll end up impacting thousands of people with your message. And my job is just to try and help uh, promote. I don't love the word, but I guess communicate um, this book to others so that uh, other people can get a glimpse of it. And that's why I wanted to have you on the call today. Well, I, I really believe and hope for other people to experience the importance of finding out, you know, what they want to do in their lives and being willing to dive into it and to recognize our emotional reactions to things, our, our, our experience of whether this is good or bad, not as uh, evidence that we should stay away from things, but as evidence that we should um, dive into life as a training ground, as a place where we're trying to learn about ourselves. And the more that we learn about ourselves, the more we change the external situations in our life, the more our relationships um, unfold positively you know, flow is, is a state of mind and a state of being where we are no longer stuck in this. It's either me or you. It's, it's one of us as the zero, zero sum game that one of us is going to win and we have to like argue our best point. You know, the debate sure. is over. <laughs> it, in flow, we come out the conversation <laughs> with our perspectives authentically and with, with a totally uh, present listening. I want to understand what you need and you want to understand what I need. And from that synergy, some other solution emerges that we wouldn't have come to otherwise. And so I think flow allows us to say, look, I'm going to dive into this wholeheartedly and we're going to trust each other. And somehow we're going to come out, everybody getting what they need from the situation. Yeah, you have no idea how much I love that. Because that's, that's being your true self in the moment. Yeah. That's that's feeling that a deep connection is meaningful and what you're hearing is meaningful. And then your choice after you hear that or after you form that connection, that's also meaningful. Right. You know, so yeah. And that, that release step, what a you passion know, way of being. the fourth, fourth step in that Lorax process is so important. It was actually added after I'd already written the book. 
I realized there was a there was a step in the middle there of releasing our attachments. When yeah. we come at a conversation and we hear what the other person needs, often our first thing is to say, "But I need this." And so this releasing long enough to really enter into flow is necessary. Otherwise, we get stuck in our own um, desires and preconceptions about what's going on. Sure. So how did you end up just switching gears real quick? And uh, how did you end up writing the book? So the reason I ask this is I feel like I have a lot of cool belief systems that I want to share. I also have a lot of life experiences. I'm only 28, so not that many. But uh, I've had enough life experiences where I've created a little book for myself. And it's now on its fourth chapter. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, uh, you know, every, like, very meaningful uh, end, let's say, one being college, one being a recent relationship that I uh, am no longer in, <clears throat> you want to be able to grieve with that. But I also put it behind me. Mm-hmm. And I'm writing this book to basically tell my story. So in that, shares my belief system, shares my values. Um, recognizing now I'm in a different chapter, but so now I have like a new fresh beginning, but knowing where I came from, um, did you have a similar perspective? Cause you're a physicist, you believe in living in flow and the science of synchronicity. Uh, is that kind of what led you to writing this book? I had was it a, was it a, did you reflect and say, hey, I, I want to write this for myself? Did you want to write it for others? It, um, yeah, you know, I, I didn't start out wanting to be an author. That wasn't something that I, I feel really blessed to have been able to find that path because it's a lot of people struggle for that for a long time. And I've struggled in other ways. I've wanted to be a musician forever. And, and then I, I found that I really thought about this, this issue all the time. This is the way I live my life, trying to understand my decisions and how they have led to one way or another in my life and the opportunities that have come from that and the inner experience I have, like the, the getting better at grieving the mistakes, getting better at forgiving myself when I, when I'm, uh, when I make a mistake in life or choose something I didn't want to do that wasn't authentic and how to do that and reset. And so I, I wanted to express that, and I, I enjoy writing a lot, so I wanted to express myself and in a way that communicated the ideas I, I had about you know, how this works for me in sure. a way that would resonate for other folks and, and be useful. So almost like your own, you're living in flow. Yeah. You're learning all these things. You're listening, yeah. and then you're reacting. You're taking action. And uh, sharing it with others. Right. I mean, I became you an author. It was this almost way. like a disposition that maybe you had where you said, I really need to share this. You know, I believe this so strongly. And, uh, well, and, and, and living in flow was the way that the book came about. Like, I, I remember um, just a brief vignette about an article that I wrote. I, as in the process of becoming a writer, I had a dream that, that some, somebody in my dream said, Write something that gets noticed. And I woke up from that dream and thought, write something that gets noticed. Yeah, I mean, that's how, to, that's how to get my ideas a little more understood and how to make an impact. I mean, ultimately, I want to make an impact, right? I see a lot yeah. of suffering. I see people confused about where their life is going and what are we supposed to do with these communal problems that we face like climate change. How do we address that kind of stuff together? And ultimately, I think it comes back to what's going on inside of us. We are the source 
of the discontent that we find in the world, ultimately, at a, at a very, very far upstream, you know? Sure. <laughs> and, and in seeing that, I, I had this dream that said, write something that gets noticed. And <clears throat> a few weeks later, I, I bumped it. I, I tried to write stuff that got noticed, and, and I, I couldn't. But a few weeks later, I had an experience of uh, an interaction at the store with, around politics that really struck me. And I ended up writing about that, and it, it got picked up. Uh, and And... I had, you know, a whole hundreds and hundreds of comments on it and things like that. So I realized that through the process of experiences I was having, I was being sort of shown this path of writing and communicating and how, how gratifying that was. Super cool. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's deep within you. And I could tell that you, uh, I, I, you know, part of this call, I just wanted to, I just wanted you to share that message mm-hmm. because, uh, you are the, you know, you live in flow. You practice what you preach. Uh, it's one thing when I share the principles that I picked up, but I, I think it's really cool you took the time today to to share uh, where you're coming from. Well, I'm super grateful. I love what you do, and I'm, I'm going to keep following. Uh, I'm, I'm so impressed by the commitment you have to authorship and to what people are are creating in the world through books. It's such a powerful medium for change. It is, and, yeah. And I hope it's a that, new way of think. It's a new way of educating yourself. Well, not new. It's not new by any means, but um, right. I want to make it more popular. Right, and, and in an age where it's easy to read online, um, but we have access to so much information. I just, I, I, I think that books bring about real change. The more that they can speak to us personally and help us uh, transform the way we think and feel. Yeah. Well, uh, every, you know, every book I read, there's some action that I take from it mm-hmm. and it's, um, and it's cool because if anything, it's building confidence that your belief systems are shared, mm-hmm. um, and then live in flow with those belief systems and take action and, and go. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's really central to the message that I'm learning. And I, this is not the message I'm communicating. I have to, I'm learning it as I go and realizing that, um, life for me is not anymore about trying to accomplish something for myself and sure. get, get noticed for my book and achieve the things that, that I think are important for me to feel good about myself. It's also about how to do that in relationship and how, how are we going to solve the problems that we face collectively and how are we going to rely on each other to get the support we need in life and feel good about life and Cosmos, uh, the movie Cosmos by Carl Sagan has this great line that the aliens say to this space venturer, they say, who's Jodie Foster, they say, um, you know, humans are so beautiful and yet so pained. And you see, in all, all our explorations of the universe, of the cosmos, we found that the only thing that uh, combats the loneliness is each other. Wow. And that, and that, that, just that, is, that is no more meaningful than today's society, I think. Right. Message to be shared. Yeah, we, we feel so isolated and we, we're so connected in so many ways and yet we feel like we're alone on this journey. And um, I think living in flow is about getting into relationship with life and with each other in a way that we really see each other and are able to connect at a deeper level. Yeah, bring back neighborhoods. I want to yeah. know all my neighbors. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I know uh, – so. I think we should probably jump off now. I just, uh, one thing we didn't get into. So you have two parts of your book. You have the first part, which is about defining living in flow 
defining synchronicity. Um, you know, when you're living in flow, you're making these meaningful choices that ultimately shape shape your life. Um, the second part is about quantum physics, or I'm sorry, quantum mechanics. And so it's funny because I don't like, or I was never interested as a kid in science. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was not my passion and still is not my passion. So when I picked up your book, I said, man, this, you know, it does get into science. It's not a passion of mine. It's only 80 pages, you know, of a total. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when I read it, I really enjoyed it. Okay. So I'm hoping maybe um, we can get on a call again sometime because it's funny. I brought this up yesterday. I was, I was talking to my stepfather and he said, uh, he was a, he was actually a quantum mechanics professor at Cornell. Uh-huh. Uh, not professor, tutor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want him to go to Stanford and, uh, so he has a lot of feelings about it, um, uh, that are very cool. And, mm-hmm. and I, from reading your book, it's obviously a passion of yours as well and how that relates yeah. with life. So I want to be able to touch on the second part of your book at another time, but I want him to be on the phone. Okay, and, great. <laughs> and he, he's the type of guy where he's probably never made, uh, a presence on social media in his entire life. <laughs> oh, that's also a milestone. And who knows right. what that'll lead to, you know? That'll be fun. Um, but he mentioned one thing that I'm going to leave you with, which is uh, spooky action at a distance. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, a thought process by Einstein. Quantum entanglement. Um, yeah. The, the, <laughs> we know from the theory and experiment that there is um, a way in which separation, spatial separation. You know, you and I assume that we're separate, right, by like 3,000 miles, and that's yeah. that's true from that perspective. But entangled particles can be separated by that distance and still be correlated to each other in a way where you measure one a certain way and you find a, a, a correlated result in the other. Um, and it's complicated, and it's actually not the foundation. I don't, I don't ever bring it up in the book. Sure, <laughs> I don't remember it. It's like an interesting... Uh, and foundational concept, but it's used a lot to try and explain, um, synchro- well, spiritual stuff in general. And I don't, I don't do that at all. I, I go th- from a very original perspective on how quantum mechanics has to apply to the everyday world. And that's a big argument. Like there's a lot of debate about that. Yeah. And I, I, that's the work I do in my professional life is trying to show that. And I try and convey those ideas, which are, are original in a way that's um, fun to read in the book. Sure. So uh, one last quick question then, since we're on the topic. So I had a friend in college, one of my best friends. Um, she was born on July 19th, 1991. I was also born on July 19th, 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are incredibly similar. Mm-hmm. Does that have anything to do with our cosmos aligning at birth? <laughs> well, what I what I usually ask people to focus on is what are the really meaningful events for you? So we can focus on number similarities and the coincidences that happen in that way that seem really maybe too simple and too too unimportant. Or am I, should I stop every time I see that date, July nineteenth? Should I like say, oh, there's something important for me here? Or is there? You know, we could do that. And the other question that people ask is, how do I explain terrible things that happen to people? And, you know, how do we take responsibility for having, getting sick or whatever it may be? And I think both of those questions 
are at different ends of the spectrum of, of what we can what we can study with synchronicity. But we yep. need to focus on what's in the middle, the simple the simple examples, because there's a lot of ground that can be made. Like as a scientist, what we do is we study the simple cases first. And the simple cases are you're at work. You've got a meeting and the printer is jammed and you have to print out your report for the meeting and you're, you've got a choice between like getting the printer to work and being on time for the meeting. How do you moderate your feelings in that moment to make a, a good decision about what's going to work? And you decide not to bring the paper and you decide to be on time for the meeting. And then you find that the, the part you were going to need the, the paper for has been canceled and adjusted because there's this other important thing that come up. And, yeah. And those are the experiences where we can change the way we think and feel about our life experiences and see how the world responds in order to make that all work for us. We're ending on that. I love that. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Guy. I appreciate you taking uh, 40 minutes of your time talking to me this morning. It was nice to meet you in person. My pleasure. Uh, nice to meet you too, Ryan. you uh, responding to my direct message. So, um yeah, Anytime. stay connected, and we'll talk about part two next time. All right, keep up the good work, getting stuff out there. All right, thanks. Thank Have you. a great day. Bye. See ya.